0: warm up your transformation cog and join Caleb and Jim as they journey through the transformers more than meets the eye till all are one every night I'm just
1: rocking and-
2: Welcome to uh, episode two of Lost Light podcast. uh, The Transformers podcast you didn't know you needed uh, until right now when it was created and now you know you need it. Um, I'm Jim. Joining me is Caleb.
0: What's up, Jim? Glad to be here.
2: And uh, this episode we'll be talking about volume two uh, as well as uh, whatever else is top of mind. It's only fitting to start off this uh, episode by admitting our mistakes. So we'll have a little corrections corner for those of you who listened to the first episode and were yelling at your speakers uh, because we made terrible mistakes. And uh, now is when we try to write that ship. Feel free to write in lostlightpod at gmail.com and tell us other mistakes we have made.
0: Yeah, this is probably going to be a a recurring segment, probably going to be everyone's favorite segment. Um, but I'm sure this will be a a weekly thing. I got to have to take the ownership on this one, Jim. Um, the author of more than meets the eye is, uh, James Roberts. And I think I called him James Roberts the first time, but I know I called him James Robinson every other time that I said his name, which, um, so he's done for, he's not, he's not ever going to be on lost light pod, but, um, my only defense is my local sports team. There's a guy named James Robinson. So I guess I was thinking of that, but really no defense at all. That was uh, that was on me. It's so fairly close. I ruined it, Jim. So there, there it is. Uh,
2: I also uh, noticed as I was, I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, uh, but as I was reading volume two, uh, they very explicitly called out that uh, Rodimus does not like to be called hot rod. Oh, yeah. And that was something we had uh, some information we incorrectly provided to our listeners. Uh, Rodimus does not like to be called Hot Rod. I assume it seems very infantile. It seems like you know the the nickname you would pick for yourself when you're a, a young scrappy teenager.
0: Yeah, I, I caught that too, and I'm I remember being like, yeah,
2: no, it's probably uh,
0: he, he goes by Hot Rod. <laughs> I think uh, Rodimus is like an, an insult to him, but no, you know he doesn't like to be called Hot Rod anymore. That's the insult to him now. That's, you're right. That's his kid name. And now uh, he's going by his grown up name. So,
2: his, his serious, serious mm. grown up robot. Ca- his captain name.
0: name. Um, so, you've been reading or watching anything besides uh, just volume two?
2: I finished two uh, distinctly different movies um, The Matrix. I went back and watched that one. Uh, Logged it to my letterbox. I also I watched the newest uh, addition to the Tremors franchise, Shrieker Island. Mm. Also logged that one to my letterbox. Uh, so yeah, a uh, very good movie it sets up uh, like a whole new subgenre of films, and then also
0: The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some absolute dreck that exists only for people who uh, already want to watch Tremors movies and don't care about the quality.
0: Nice. Um, I watched a couple movies today. I haven't I haven't logged them yet. Um, Vampires uh, versus the Bronx. Okay. Found it on Netflix. Uh, that movie was great. Uh, campy, um, but funny and, and good. It, it was really good. Um, then i watched terminator dark fate
2: okay which which number is is that like four M- mill,
0: number million um it's it's the newest one the one where um sarah connor returns um james cameron also came back for this one um
2: oh, okay yeah it's
0: it's uh it's the, the 2019 one it was only a year or so ago um yeah it, it was really good and then it 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 just kind of, and I don't know why it was an action scene. It was, it should have, but there was a part where I just kind of, kind of got lost for a minute and um, third act or so, the beginning of the third act kind of lost me. And then, it, and then it, it got really cool again, the, the final sequence. So, uh, but I know that movie got drugged through the dirt, especially by uh, some of our friends who are uh, big Terminator fans. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed it. Like I said, I did get a little lost in, in at, at one point and, I uh, found myself on my phone, but overall, pretty good.
2: Is that one on Netflix as well now? or uh,
0: It was on Hulu, but I think it's with okay. the uh, HBO, so it's probably on HBO Max, too. Vampires vs. the Bronx was also uh, on Netflix.
2: Yeah, that one I've heard, heard lots of good things about. My wife saw the title uh, on my Netflix as a recommendation, and she said, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> she yeah. she puts a hard hard ban on anything uh, that has the possibility of maybe being a little bit scary
0: yeah my, mine mine usually does too uh caitlin usually puts a hard stop on all of that uh and my daughter wants to watch every scary movie in the book but <laughs> we don't let her uh i started watching the thing today actually to the uh, the newer one okay and she and Kayla came in and was kind of I and I was like yeah you could sit down and, and watch and then she kept on uh she she wants to watch it that's like the scariest movie movie ever to her and so she she wants to watch it and she, we haven't let her but uh so she wants to watch all the scary movies and Caitlin w- refuses to watch any scary movie
2: so like the new the new the, it right that's yeah the two-parter
0: kids know Pennywise now so just any yeah. movie with with it but yeah that's probably the one she wants to watch
2: just want that scary clown movie yeah make her watch yeah. the uh what is that the evil clowns from, from outer space, space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this is I've totally done. it i don't know i don't yeah. know what, you, what your friends have told you this is definitely this is definitely the one
0: it's kind of kind of basic i mean i would think that's kind of <laughs> the story right <laughs> But all right um i read a couple other uh transformer things some some stuff i've i have I think maybe we should add to the list just to I read them just to kind of see where I think they should be placed on the timeline, but um, that was pretty much it. I haven't, didn't really have any other time to read anything else.
2: Yeah, for the uh, listeners, uh, Caleb has definitely been texting me uh, and saying, all right, so we have to get through more than meets the eye, because that's the whole point of the show, but we also have to take a, a few detours along the way. Uh, you know, we have to pick up this Wrecker storyline. Um, there's a crossover maybe we need to do something there caleb's the expert on all these things so he's he's uh setting up uh what pieces we need to put together in this puzzle of transformers mythology
0: uh yeah basically um anything by james roberts uh <laughs> is what is what we're looking at i read a, almost all, i read all of his stuff and uh like the record storyline I just happened to read before I ever read more than meets the eye and that there's some characters and some stuff that happens in that that is kind of referenced I think even in this volume that we're about to get into there's a couple little editor's yep. notes uh where you know see that story and then um another little two-parter that he did um that kind of ties into some of the stuff he cuz he's going to build on later so basically the James Roberts um universe is is what we're we're looking at Okay, so More Than Meets the Volume 2, is uh, basically three different uh, stories. Uh, the first involves uh, a distress signal from a planet called Mezzotene, and it, more specifically, a, a medical outpost on that planet. The second story is um, kind of the fallout from that, some of the people they find at that um medical outpost coming back on on board and uh the fa- the fallout and what happens with them and then the third is a completely different we are introduced to a completely different cr- uh crew basically just a, uh, an interlude story um and we meet them and, and kind of see what what adventures they get into uh in this volume they do uh James Roberts does start a whole lot of his world building so what what did you think
2: uh as as I was reading i was thinking about Uh, okay, we're going to have to record a podcast about this. We're going to have to talk about this. And I kept thinking, like, there is so much happening in these pages. There is so much packed into every episode. I don't know how we're going to ever talk about it in any sort of reasonable time frame. Uh, Because everything was just like constant building and action and storylines and one-liners and little bit pieces uh that just always were blowing me away
0: yeah that's that's too true um there's all there's always something and even even some of the like my favorite stuff through this whole storyline the world building that i say that james roberts does that's not even like the his main story um that's just mm-hmm. you know uh, dressing that I, I i just love and eat up but um th- there there is a lot there's a lot of characters there's a lot of um they're always throwing new new people at you so i i know it could be a little uh, overstimulating and everything but um I, I agree i was i was thinking like how 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 are we going to go through this and not you know bounce around so much but we'll try our best i guess
2: yeah so uh medical outpost basically we've got a virus red rust is that what they call it that's uh,
0: yeah red rust
2: it's uh, been infecting Transformers, Uh, when they transform, we learn that's when the infection really hits them hard and they start to fall apart. Uh, All built on a pretty terrible scheme to try to get out of basically supplying a Decepticon mobster with transformation cogs.
0: Yes, um, okay, so... Military outpost, Ratchet, Drift, yep. and Pipes go there because they they get this distress signal, and um, part of the reason they're going there is to check this out, and the other reason is because Ratchet, who has been complaining really since the start of the series, that Ratchet is the um, is their like a surgeon, yeah, chief medical officer. Um, his hands are kind of freezing up on him, and uh, he he feels like he's he's basically ready to retire. And they he says that the chief surgeon at this medical outpost. Is one of the best he's ever seen. So basically, he, his whole reason for going there is to grab this guy and make him the new chief medical officer. Yeah. And uh, when they get there, they they realize that um, this is it's a quarantine facility. Basically, they've they've run into this virus and it's quarantined. And um, come to find out that the guy he pharma, the guy he went to go get, had made a deal because this planet is actually the home planet of the Decepticon Justice Division.
2: Or it, it's on the. Like the, the, the edge outskirts of, of there. The, the D- DJD, like, area. I don't know. Anyway, they're close enough that.
0: Right, right. It's they, in the, or the same, contact. like, uh, quadrant or something. I don't know if it's the exact same planet. The Decepticon Justice Division, which we will meet in the third story from this volume, is basically any Decepticon that disobeys orders, they get put on the Decepticon Justice Division's list. And their whole purpose is to torture and kill you so bad that they, that the next guy will not disobey orders uh and they are a terrible group of um of robots um he, right. he basically the uh, pharma made a deal with them they'll leave them alone but he's got to supply them with transformation cogs from dead dead robots and um the it started out as a small number and the number kept rising so he kept having to kill more and more patients basically and yep. um to get out of this he releases this virus uh, in his own facility, and he's going to lock himself away. And uh, when they finally come find him, he'll be the only survivor and and everything. But, you know, Ratchet and these guys, they're too smart for him. They, they see right through this. Um, they also run across Fortress Maximus, who was a patient yep. at this uh, facility. He was a warden at a prison camp, an Autobot prison camp. And he was okay. traumatized by some events that happened, and it that, uh, that would – to find out what, what happened there, that would be last stand of the Wreckers, which maybe we'll get to in a future episode. Um, but they find him and he's, he's a badass. And, uh, so he- finding him really helps turn the tide on in this. And, uh, they bring him back on board along with a couple of the other, like, uh, nurses or secondary, you know, um, doctors there that were under pharma. Um, in doing, in defeating pharma and everything, they actually have to chop off his hands. And so Ratchet, Attaches his hands to him. So yeah. Ratchet is now 100% uh, back in working condition. Like Jim said, the, the way the vi- virus worked was uh, it would infect you, but you wouldn't know you were infected until you transformed. So as soon as you transformed, the virus would take take hold of you and basically liquefy you. Uh, all your oil and um, everything would just start leaking out of you, and you would basically corrode uh, right there on the spot. It's actually kind of horrifying
2: so one uh, one of the things that stuck out to me the third time uh, reading it, because I read it once years ago. I read it again last week. I flipped through it uh, last night. Um, when Fortress Maximus was woken up and went completely ape on those Decepticons, they included this bit where some like piece of his shoulder opened up and he put a Decepticon's head inside of him and just like clamped down on the head to decapitate him with his own like transformation pieces uh, and then later uh, one of the other Autobots was like hey hold, hold on let me just let me just get this get this out of here you, <laughs> yeah, got, you got
0: you got something on you uh let me grab that <laughs> Yeah, uh, Fortress Maximus, like I said, he was a prison warden. And so he's basically just built for, uh, for and shop, man. He, he, he was there to, to, um, to beat people up. He, he's a, he, they even said he's got like a, like later that they're, the group of, group of them are talking about him and he's like, he's got leg cannons. Uh, what does he, what do you <laughs> even need leg cannons for? But, uh, but he's got them, man. And he's ready for you. He's ready for you.
2: Uh, another, another just great, moment that was it like just one frame, uh, is, uh, they're talking to Ambulon and, you know, he's at the medical facility. So you're like, Oh, you know, you got, you know, Ambulon, he must be an ambulance transform. is like his alt mode or something. And they're talking about people's alt modes because they need to transform. And it turns out that Ambulon's alt mode is a leg.
1: <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, a leg. Uh-
0: He's he's a leg. He was actually part of a. They said it, it was a failed um, combiner uh, experiment. There's there's different transformers out there. If you have ever seen the um, the original animated series, there was one called Devastator. It was these couple bots that would transform together into a bigger robot. And uh, Amulon was was like a failed one of them. So he's just a leg. That's why uh, that's how they kind of figured out that the uh, that transformation made the virus take hold and why the couple of these guys that they first run into didn't seem to be affected by the virus because Amulon's not just transforming into a leg for, you know, and, and just going to stand there. So he, he, the virus (laughs) wasn't affecting him because he hadn't transformed. So he, he was uh, contaminated. Um, The other one that was kind of introduced here was pipes. Uh, He Mm -hmm. was, he's just a goofy, goofy little guy. He uh, wanted, wanted to explore the world and and wanted to be more impulsive and, uh, (laughs) and, kinda of didn't work out for him. He's the he's the one that busted <laughs> into the facility without paying attention to the quarantine sign and uh promptly got infected by a by a zombie and uh he's a sweet he's a sweet little guy so he just wanted to have fun.
2: Yeah it seems like pipes and uh tailgate uh, would be BFFs. It's kind of oh. be little weirdos yeah. hanging out. <laughs> That's another
0: thing through the uh the whole three issues or three stories um they kind of they they flash back to the lost light and what's going on and Tailgate's decision to become a Decepticon um, is brought up pretty early on and they sit him down and kind of uh, give him a you know like clips of the war kind of show him you know uh, Rodimus sits him down and just gives him an Autobot badge and a Decepticon badge and then lets him watch um, some footage of the war to tr- basically make his own decision and there was a page that I've, if I can read some of it, because I couldn't take all this down in notes, but they sit them down. Do you mind if I read this? Story? Go for it. What are you showing him? Well, everything that matters. Megatron's rise to power, the fall of the Grand Imperium, Seta Prime and the gunshot that killed a civilization, Declaration Day, the fall of the first five cities, Voss, Tarn, Helix, Kaon, Tesaurus, Hell's Point, the Resurgence of Triple M. The Simanzi Massacre and the Endless Retaliation. The Rise of the Consulate. Starscream's attack on Luna 2. Soundwave's anti-neutral posums. Bludgeon's army of deviants and half-forms. Put them all together and you get the Uprising, the Exodus, the Remote Age, the Cataclysm, and the Surge. The five dark epochs that pushed our race to the brink of extinction. Uh, some of those terms right there... Uh, are big so i just wanted to read that little um because it doesn't mean anything to us right now but uh we'll get into uh, to some of that later on
2: okay so none of those events that they mentioned are are things that uh the transformer faithful would necessarily know at this point or are those pre-existing events
0: i didn't know anything about them when i first when i first read that it um I don't think it gets into every little aspect of that. I think some, some of that might've been um, previous series, but some of that is definitely going to be touched upon uh, later. Um, There even, there is even a scene with Chrome dome and skids. If you remember skids is uh, amnesia has amnesia and he's, he's trying to remember his previous life and Chrome domes Nemo surgeon. Basically he can go in and um, retrieve memories or alter memories or whatever. And, uh, he goes in, in to skids' his brain and he realizes that those memories just aren't there. It's not that he forgot him or anything. He's just missing a big chunk and yeah. uh, he's scared to go deeper because, uh, he, he's worried, you know, what it'll do to skids' his mind. And, um, but he mentions when, when he's talking to him, he's like, man, I, I remember you from, you know, from way back before the war. And he mentions something about the heist. And that's a, that's a big thing too that'll definitely be touched upon in the next okay. volume. So that's just a, a little bit of setup, but stuff that yeah. I, I, I probably didn't remember the first go through, but now that I'm going through and seeing, uh, I think it's good to remember.
2: So they're giving, they're giving us all these little nuggets these yes. little bits. Yes. Setting us up for uh later shenanigans. So cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we got these, uh, we got the bots, we got them off the, the hospital planet. Um, we added Fortress Maximus to the mix uh, uh, The bulk of the bots didn't make it off the planet Because they were all dead or dying from the red rust uh, But we got we got everybody back to the Lost Light, more or less
0: And then it, that transitions into the next story Which, uh, basically, Fort Max, like I said He's been traumatized by a previous event He's, uh, he's walking around the ship And he just starts shooting um, <laughs> random guys um, and basically, it creates a hostage situation with the psychiatrist rung and the worst person that <laughs> they could possibly have in that hostage situation, which is Whirl. If you'll remember, Whirl from the first uh, volume was the guy that was just desecrating dead bodies. And, um, <laughs> and he's a crazy person. So they've got a hostage situation. Rodimus orders uh, Swerve and Rewind, who were being punished for various things. They were outside, basically like cleaning the outside of the ship. They were on, you know, like cleanup duty. And they happen to be out there, and um, they're the only – they can get to the window. And uh, he orders them to shoot through the window while Fortress Maximus is, you know, occupied. But Swerve is a terrible shot, and he shoots (laughs) wrong right in the head and blows his head up. And uh, (laughs) –
2: admittedly so he he straight up tells rodimus uh are you sure like are you sure this is a good idea i'm a terrible shot and you know we're thinking as readers all right but he's a robot so like how how terrible of a shot can you be as a robot
0: and and we found out he he, he can be a (laughs) a terrible shot uh and (laughs) world takes that opportunity well um it kind of jars fort max because uh rung rung was actually getting i mean rung knows his stuff he's he's a psychiatrist and he was actually getting to the problem with fort max and i think if he would have been given a little bit more time uh max would have kind of just stood down because uh they were getting to the root problem basically fort max he didn't just go on a random shooting spree he he shot all the bots that because of their color scheme reminded him of the um decepticon that um that hurt him the, the, they mentioned the guy's name the guy's name is Overlord and mm-hmm. uh, he was like a super powerful Decepticon and um he took over Fort Max's prison planet and uh, basically beat the shit <laughs> out of Fort Max for uh 3 years they said no and the Autobots didn't send anybody for that for until um until they did but it took them 3 years to send uh like a strike team to to help out that, that that's what he he was saying His problem was with the Autobots not sending someone but basically his problem was he didn't get a chance to give Overlord payback. That was his re- his real issue is what uh, Rung was trying to get to him, mm. get through to him. And so um, they blow Rung away. Uh, Fort Max kind of falls to his knees and then Whirl um, stabs him and, you know, incapacitates him. Yep. So then the next issue uh, starts with Red Alert, who is the security director. And they there's been mentioned that he's kind of, a, you know, like paranoid and he hears voices and all this stuff. And he, he goes to Rung's, you know, uh, Rung is still alive, but he's basically comatose. And uh, he's he's talking to him, saying, you know, I, I'm hearing these, uh, there's a monster in the basement, and I'm hearing uh, the, these voices, and I recorded it, and uh, I think they're going to try to kill me because I know too much. And um, and then you come to find that um, Red Alert is digging down in the basement. <laughs> And they they tell him there's nothing under there. You know, the basement is the basement. There's no there's you know, there's it's just space out there. You're not hearing nothing. But he digs through the floor and lo and behold, he finds uh somebody down there and the guy's saying "Kill me, kill me, kill me." And that is actually Overlord. Uh I know it didn't say it, but that's that's Overlord. I think I think they did a flashback and you could see him.
2: They did they did something. Uh, to let me to let me know, as someone who can't recognize any of the uh, Autobots or Decepticons visually, uh, to to let me know that it was Overlord. So I don't know if that was a caption or a voiceover or something like that.
0: So the the story on Overlord was that he was he was uh the Autobots came in, they took him, you know, they took him down, and basically they dismantled him, and he 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 was done for. He, you know, Overlord wasn't. Wasn't needed to be worried about anymore, but that's obviously not the case. They have him in a like suspended animation or whatever in this uh, cell.
2: Yeah, he's kind of kept strapped to the bottom of the lost light somehow.
0: Yeah, it's like a a cell of some kind. Um, but yeah, so Red Alert's actually not as crazy as people make him out to be. He he uh, he found that out, and we'll see how that goes.
2: So the the reveal of wrong. Being alive on life support was kind of weird. I don't know if I just missed something, but like, Rung got shot in the head.
0: Yeah, his head His head blew up pretty good.
2: Yeah, his head blew up real good. As a person who doesn't know Transformers very well, I assumed he's dead. Uh, they had a little line that was like, Hey, Rodimus, you know, the things that you said about Rung were really great, whatever, whatever. Making it sound like they had some kind of a ceremony uh, to commemorate Rung's life, and you know, throw his body out into space or whatever, and then a couple pages later in the the volume, we've got Rung's body with no head, kind of strapped up on life support. So that that caught me off guard.
0: I guess I'm the the Transformers expert of us too, and uh, it's one of those things. Transformers are really hard to kill, except for when I guess they needed to be killed. They need to be killed because, um, (laughs) you I I thought that he was done for, and um, for I guess Rung's actually really really strong, or really you know, um, or maybe you know I don't know. Transformers' heads aren't as uh, important as a human beings, but yeah, I thought he was a goner too. I thought that was the the big thing they killed Rung, and then we but. Right, because uh, we've killed
2: out. we've killed off other characters. Right, you know, just like it's a thing we do uh, on more than meets the eye. Sometimes characters just die, and that's how we know that this situation's a real situation. It's not some superhero comic book. So it made sense for for Rung to just die in the line of duty.
0: Yeah, uh, I know that the the one thing with the transformer that the, they have a thing called a spark, and you probably heard that mentioned in, yep. in these, uh, and that's basically like their soul or whatever. If if their spark is damaged, that's a for sure killer. So I guess if anything else, as long as your if your spark is still intact, you can be saved. I, I'm thinking that you you could be blown up as long as your spark is still intact, and they could they get to you in time. They could rebuild your body or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to live forever forever either as just a spark laying on the ground. You, they, they need to get to you pretty quickly. So uh, I'm guessing that that's kind of how Rung survived.
2: So uh, I also have a question for you as the Transformers expert. Um, is there any sort of classification for these, the difference between the huge bots and the small bots? So you've got like Overlord uh, and Fort Max as like just these hulking, giant bots. And then you've got these smaller bots, like uh, Pipes and Tailgate. Um, it just seems like there should be names for these things, or just all bots are bots? I mean, we've got the combiners. We know what they are.
0: Yes. Um, well, that, that's a great question, Jim. And um, I, I love it when you call me uh, the Transformers expert. Um, <laughs> as far as just because just because a bot's bigger or smaller... Not really. Now there is huge, giant um, bots um, called Titans, and we'll kind of see them way later. Uh, okay. And then uh, there's a you know you got your once in a generation bots like Optimus, you know um, Grimlock, basically the, the the really good fighting bots. Mm-hmm. But then you have ones that are just different, which is like Overlord, for example. Um, there's a thing that that has to deal with. Uh, um, a bot spark and basically um, it's like a, it's called like a one percenter at all the sparks out there. Like 1% of sparks are exceptionally bright and exceptionally powerful. There's a list of like 20 known like one percenters. Optimus is like one of them. Um, Overlord. Uh, and then a few other, those are basically, you know, you're, you're super badass bots. You're, you're, you okay. know, overlords, a different animal. One of Megatron's grand plans was to make, a group of Decepticons so powerful that they would lead the pack and they would basically destroy worlds for him Uh, leading, you know, ahead of the Decepticon army. They would just raise worlds. Uh, Overlord was, there was three of them that were chosen and Overlord was one of them. They were already really powerful on on their own and he souped them up extra powerful. Um, That kind of leads me into the third story. When we meet the Decepticon justice division, when we first meet them, they're torturing this, this uh, guy. Uh, his name's Black Shadow. He was one of those three, like Overlord.
2: Oh, um, okay. I mean, we definitely, they showed us, for starters, a name like Black Shadow. Uh, you can't ex- can't expect him to uh, be doing too much good no. with his life. Uh, but yeah, you, you, they kind of laid out, like, this is his kill count from these events. You know, yeah. Wipe, he, uh, able to wipe out an entire planet at one point.
0: Yeah, Black Shadow versus uh, whatever you know, kill count. One of them was even like three billion. He like got a whole planet um, by himself, and then it was Black Shadow versus the Decepticon Justice Division, and uh, kill count was one because they they killed him. And that just goes to show how powerful they are in themselves. That they were this guy that could take out whole armies. They tortured him and 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 killed him. Yeah, Um, but yeah. Uh, before we really get into that Black shadow is was like overlord and there was another one who um I don't really know about but the, those were the three that, that like that was Megatron's super soldier program uh, basically <laughs> and um so that that's why overlord is is so uh, like feared because he's like one of the baddest three dudes to ever walk around
2: Okay.
0: Um, so back to the third story. Uh, we meet the Decepticon Justice division there's there's five of them. And they're, they're named after the first five cities to fall to the Decepticon cause, which oh. is Tarn uh, – m- remember what I read earlier, the first five yeah. cities to fall. So, those aren't their real names. Those, they, they are uh, – the Decepticon Justice Division will always have five members. And so, if, if they kill one of them, they'll promote somebody to, that, to the Decepticon Justice Division, and they'll take that guy's name. Um, they're Oops, named after okay. cities. Uh, Tarn is their leader. And mm-hmm. he's their leader because Megatron is from Tarn. Um, that was his, where he was born or, uh, forged or created, whatever they, uh, terms they use. And, uh, so Tarn, uh, Voss, Kaon, Helix, and Tesaurus. And they are all basically torture instruments. One of them turns into like an electric chair. One of them turns yep. into like an acid pit. And one of them has like a, um, a, like a wood chipper type deal in the middle of his chest that he he can put somebody through. Uh, Tarn, um, man, Tarn, Tarn Tarn is interesting. His whole fa- I don't know if you caught that. His whole faceplate is the Decepticon symbol, um, and he he carries two cannons on his arm like Megatron carries. Me- right. you, you've seen Megatron with the one he carries yep. a a double cannon, and uh, he doesn't turn into really a torture instrument. He's just a a, a tank. But um, we also meet the scavengers, which is a crew of scavengers. They're Decepticons that you know the war is over. They have no purpose, so they're just kind of going around, farting around. And they're these are some (laughs) goofy dudes. Uh, This I don't know about you, but I I find these guys hilarious. Um,
2: Yeah, they've all got their uh, character traits. You know, they're kind of setting them up as the uh, what is it? The wet bandits from Home Alone. Yeah, you know you've got you've got your uh, Kevin McAllister's on the Lost Light being all serious, and then you've got these uh, kind of goofy, silly guys who are hatching plans and schemes, but uh, getting by on the seat of their pants, if anything at all.
0: Yeah, and they're 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 definitely like not like good guys. They're still they're still bad, like because they run across like a dead Autobot or a dying Autobot, and they they're still pretty like oh yeah crappy crappy to them, but they're pretty likable too because they're, they they got personality. They're funny and, uh, they kind of band together and that you come across them. They, they find this, uh, like, like battlefield. And so they're scat. This is high time for a scavenger right here. Mm -hmm. So they're scavenging. And one of the guys that they're scavenging, taking their, his body parts, uh, turns out to still be alive. And, uh, they kind of introduce him and, um, they introduce the hell out of him is, is what they, what they say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they, they introduce their little crew and then, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of farting around and then they, they find this, um, ship. And so they're exploring this ship and there's some, there's some weird stuff going on on this ship too. While they're exploring the ship, the DJD show up and say, one of you in there is on the list, uh, send him out and we'll allow the rest of you to, to watch us kill him. And, uh, if not, you know, we're going to come in there and kill all of you and they um, they kind of catch that the DJD was uh acting like there was one extra person there. Right. And so they go to looking around and they find Grimlock. Mm-hmm. Uh if you know if you know Transformers Grimlock was the leader of the Dinobots. Uh yes. a group of Autobots that w- were dinosaurs. And uh so they they they're like wow, you know, Grimlock's a legend and so they uh they basically he, he's like in a a comatose state and uh they basically like inject him with speed. And uh, throw him out there to the uh, and and they think when they find him oh this is who they're looking for you know none of us uh, so right. they throw they're like let's throw him out there and let him fight and we'll we'll get away and uh, it kind of works but then he slows down also uh, we just saw the Decepticon Justice Division our group of badasses that killed one of the, you know the uh, the baddest dudes ever so Grimlock w- what's it going to be able to take them all down by himself anyway. And then uh, you come to find out that it's one of the other guys on the list, and his his crime was he didn't die when he was supposed to, um, which, <laughs> which you know, which makes sense
2: him? because why would why would Grimlock be on the the list? I don't think Grimlock right, was never a Decepticon, so right, it wouldn't make sense for him to be on the Decepticon Justice Division list.
0: Exactly, because um, the Decepticon Justice Division, if they run into an Autobot, they're probably going to kill you, but their sure. purpose is to. Uh, they're hunting down Decepticons that um, either disobeyed orders or uh, didn't do what they were told or right. uh, de- defected. They, they actually, so that, so they go out and they're, they're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to stick together and we're going to try to fight the Decepticon justice division goes terribly for them. They, they they're <laughs> going to get, they're going to be killed. Only the only thing that saves them is the justice division get, finds a signal of somebody that they want even worse that they, they say yeah. we found a signal and, uh, so the Decepticon Justice Division, uh, the DJD, they say, "Okay, you know what? You're all on the list. We'll get to you eventually, but we're gonna go and get this guy. We've been looking for him for too long, and that's their only saving grace."
2: Yeah, and that's that's kind of where it ends, right? We just kind of yeah. they not. Um, I don't remember the, well, now.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's where it ends. They basically ask the the guy Fulcrum why he was on the list, and he says, "Yeah, you know, um, my alt mode. I, I turn into a bomb, and uh, <laughs> when when when." When I drop, um, I'm supposed to blow up, but for whatever reason I didn't, and um, that's why I'm on the list. And so they were like, "Well, yeah, okay, well you're with us now. You're one of you're one of us." And they also say because they come to find out that Grimlock is like uh, brain damaged. He's um, yeah. He he doesn't he doesn't really know anything. He's not fighting them, but um, so they're like, okay, you know, we know they know the war's over, right? They've got some kind of
2: communication that the war is
0: over. Come home. But and, uh,
2: they don't know anything else about that.
0: Uh, and they're like, yeah, we probably won. But, you know, really, uh, <laughs> the Autobots probably won. And so then they're, they see Grimlock and they're like, this is our chance. We'll take him home. And, you know, if Megatron won and he's sitting on the throne, uh, we'll – Give him Grimlock and maybe he'll take us off the list. And yeah. then if the Autobots won, you know, we've got your friend. We found him and we nursed him back to health. And, you know, maybe they'll, uh, not put us in chains. So that's kind of their, their big plan. Um, they did lose one of their members to the Decepticon Justice Division. Um, wasn't a big loss because we just met him. Yep. He, he got, uh, wood chipped by the one guy, <laughs> uh, pretty good. And, uh, so they, they scavenge, they scavenge him for parts, of course. And, um, this is the only other interesting thing right there at the end. He he, he uh, believed in this the story of the Necrobot, which was this um, robot that um, uh, any Cybertronian that has fallen in battle, he goes and he records their 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 death, and um, he stands over over them. And the one guy ke- keeps thinking he sees the Necrobot, uh, and he keeps trying to get him. So it's like a ghost yeah. story. But then you actually see the Necrobot, and he's standing over their dead friend uh, months later. And he's got a list, and uh, some of our friends are on that list. I think Ultra Magnus was on there, Chrome Dome.
2: Um, I'm not exactly know.
0: sure, but it's some of our guys. Yeah, yeah, That if you check those last couple pages, he's got a little tablet, and he's, he marks the one guy, flywheels off, and uh, his list has got a couple other people on it. So bad times coming for some of our friends.
2: Yeah. So, so you mentioned the the ship, right, the ship that the scavengers find. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, shaped like a giant Decepticon emblem, um, contained a couple like, uh, exoskeleton kind of super armor things that they, they use to, uh, attempt to fight the, the DJD. Uh, It does not work out well for them. Uh, it's kind of alive. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah,
0: they, they, they say the walls are squishy in there which yeah. is never a good thing um and they I, find so this i assume like that we're coming
2: back to something like this that that it, it plays a part later but i don't know
0: yes uh they, they find like a wooden it's basically like a wooden puppet type thing but they say it's got like robot parts like they right. somebody put circuits all through it and they were like we think this thing might have been alive at one point. It's not yeah, now. It's like a
2: wooden transformer rather than a, a metal exactly. transformer,
0: an organic transformer. So that's that's super super weird. Uh, that ship was a ship of horrors, and um, but yeah, they, there was a couple other things. the um, the The giant robots on the ship, which uh, one of them named uh, Super Mega Punchers, <laughs> which was which was pretty funny. Again, those um,
2: scavengers—they're just characters, and you're you're designed yeah. to like them
0: yeah yeah they 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 are funny and uh they'll pop back up from from time to time. those are definitely like the interlude guys after after a couple stories we'll kind of have an issue or two with them and see what they're getting up to but uh so overall, what did you think of this this volume and compared to the other one
2: uh like I said earlier, you know it's just wall to wall world building action one liners all smashed together uh in the kind of a thing where each issue could work really well as, like, a standalone television episode as well. You know, just swap the robots over for something that's a little easier for someone to produce because uh, it costs a lot of money to animate a robot. Uh, and, yeah, you could, like, this could be like a any any kind of television show
0: uh man i would love if they would create this uh, this series into an animated uh series just a couple seasons of of this uh you know just adapt this this series yeah. uh, i would love that but yeah um i, I think you, you nailed it perfectly this could be and that's one of the reasons why i love this um this series because Transformers is just an as- aspect of it um you could this could be people this could be right. you know i mean this could this could be a group of dogs uh <laughs> whatever uh, and this would be a good story. I think the um the Transformers aspect is um uh, you, you care about the characters and not just that they're oh these are Transformers. This is yeah. this is Rodimus. Yeah. Um, you really get to care about the characters and the world building of it. Oh yeah, another couple issues that I'm pushing for that I think maybe we should try to mm-hmm. maybe squeeze in for the next episode. I think it would tie into Volume Three pretty well. Um, is the series before more than meets the eye. And um, it's just two issues, and I think that uh, it would tie in well to some of the events in Volume 3, because some of the stuff they talk about and, and, and stuff, I think, uh, would tie in well with some of that.
2: All right, let, let's, let's do that. Let's plan that for so next episode. We've got Volume 3 of More Than Meets the Eye Plus. Uh, uh,
0: Transformers 22 and 23. It's the series previous.
2: All right. We do have uh, some, some mail let me open up the mailbag here. Uh, we got uh, one text email and one voice email. Let me read the, uh, the first one from one uh, Mr. Jonesy Loves Beer. Mm, Papa JLB. What's up, Lost Lighters? Long time, first time here. Love the pod. Do I use this opportunity to troll Jim via email like he used to troll me on Paper Keg? My, 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 how the tables have tierned. Anyhow, (laughs) the animated movie got me hooked on Transformers, and I think I've seen every single episode of Beast Wars. I may still even have my optimal optimus in a box somewhere. Never checked out this book before, but I will now. Anyhow, love you both. Great first show. Jonesy loves beer.
0: Uh, Love you too, Jonesy. Uh, That was... Man, he's a master of podcasting, man. You, you, you hear that subtle plug of paper keg that he dropped in there?
2: Oh, man. That,
0: guy knows what he's doing.
2: I was vicious. Uh, some of the, the mail that I wrote into that podcast. Uh, you should not go back and uh, try to find it and listen to it because <laughs> it is not, I did not paint myself well. Uh, you were not, just uh, not proud of
0: it. You were just it You were just piling on. Um, Jonesy <laughs> used to get it from all sides, from his his fellow co-host, um, from from everyone. Jon- Jonesy uh, was their punching bag, and yeah, jo- poor Jonesy.
2: All right, we also have another uh, voicemail from one Neil Bradbury.
1: Hello, this is Neil Cullen from the UK for the crew of the Lost Light Pod, Jim and Caleb. Really enjoyed the first episode, great that other people are going to have the experience I had of having Caleb introduce and talk you through this world of G1 Transformers. More than meets the eye, was really my big introduction to this world, because when I was growing up, the Transformers weren't the G1 Transformers, the Transformers were Beast Wars. Uh, They didn't turn into cars, they didn't turn into planes, they turned into gorillas, they turned into rats... Um, I think the idea that any animal could secretly be a robot in disguise is a huge part of what led me to the vegan lifestyle nowadays. Um, really love this particular volume of More Than Meets the Eye. It starts to show one of my favourite aspects of More Than Meets the Eye, which is how seamlessly it can jump from like high comedy to very dark and like grim and gritty material jumping from the scavengers uh, who are the group of rogue humorously incompetent decepticons to really the 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 biggest shower of bastards in comics the decepticon justice division really shows that kind of jump and i think the fact that it can do both and do both so well is a huge part of the what i like about the comic and i think is going to be showcased even more in volumes to come can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it looking forward to this episode And looking forward to the episode, all the episodes to come, till all are one.
0: Till all are one, Neil. Uh, Neil's trying to put me out of a job. It sounds like he is. uh, He he knows what he's talking about, and he says it so so well. But he did say scavengers. (laughs) Is, Is that how you is that how you read it? Am I the only guy that read it? Scavengers.
2: I was it was it scavengers with a K. Is that why maybe he. Or maybe th- that's a British thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, aluminium. They say things different over on the other yeah. side of the pond.
0: Co- color. How do they spell <laughs> color with a U? I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, but we, an, lo- we love uh, you, Neil.
2: Yeah, and another another Beast Wars fanatic.
0: That might be a – we might have to do a a special episode and and do the first episode of – find the first episode of Beast Wars.
2: Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I went back and watched any Beast Wars.
0: Oh, me too. I wouldn't even – I would have to get the old Google machine and find out how I could –
2: Yeah, there's somewhere. We could find it. It'd be worth it. It'd be worth it just to make sure that Neil and uh, Jonesy would have another reason to listen to another episode. All right. So, yeah. uh, We – Uh, have officially decided that we're recording every other week uh, because that lines up with uh, our schedules the best. So you probably got close to a week uh, to read the next volume and those two issues. Uh, Send us a voicemail, send us an email, lostlightpod at gmail.com, as well as all your favorite social medias. Um, We're on most of the podcasting platforms uh, iTunes has not yes, yet Accepted us uh, But but we'll be there soon And then it'll be real easy to search for us And find us
0: Oh yeah, we're coming for that iTunes money, for sure Oh yeah. But yeah, go ahead and get your notes section out And go ahead and, and write up a review for, for when we get to iTunes I, I don't know I, <laughs> If you want to uh, Or just wait, I guess, till the time's appropriate But okay um, Till all are one, guys
2: Until all are one